0: And welcome back to the Shardbreaker podcast. I am Midnight, the host of this podcast, and I am here with Darkness and Mythic. Woo!
1: Happy Mother's Day. Or well, <laughs> it'll be Mother's Day for anybody who's watching the stream, by the way. Twitch.tv uh corrupted midnight.
0: <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be Mother's Day when this episode actually comes out, but yes, we are we are recording on Mother's Day. Um so yeah, we read it chapters twenty-one through twenty-four. This week because I got convinced into giving an extra chapter and then having to go. She through should have and given one more so
1: we could get to, cha- to, get to the third, part, to the next part. But whatever. No. And just so we're not like, oh hey, let's read one chapter and then, all right, next part of the entire thing that's grouped into blocks.
0: Uh, I tried my best. Okay.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Anyways, so chapter twenty one. The epigraph starts off uh, with a quotation, not just the. Uh, journal uh, writer's thoughts. And, the and quote I seen it... the
1: nod on the playing without.
0: <laughs> and so the quote is, The hero of ages shall not, uh, be not a man, but a force. No nation may claim him, no woman shall keep him, and no king may slay him. He shall belong to none, not even himself. Uh, so what do you think that means? This quotation. He won't even belong to himself.
1: He transcends himself. Also, I would love for Spook, to read these from now on like it would be insane spook new favorite character
0: (laughs) oh gosh what do you think darkness what do you think of uh this quote
2: maybe he has like mental disorders you know don't we
0: all (laughs) you think that's what they're talking about
2: yeah it's totally like like relationship relationship issues identity crisis issues you know like Attachment issue? I see, I see. Are you just projecting?
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Sometimes. But like, um, well, I mean, it kind of gives the ideal description of what the Lord King is seen
1: as. So.
0: The Lord Ruler, you mean? Lord yeah,
2: King. I, I like
1: Lord King. <laughs> <laughs> those, those titles, you know.
0: Yeah. It's definitely describing someone who's kind of like above humanity. Like and me. <laughs> mm. sure <laughs> uh so for chapter 21 we have Kelsier's point of view uh he's sitting on a canal boat reading uh, a translation of some of the journal that saist uh gave him before he left uh so in this text the the man writing the journal questions if he is really the hero of ages and that he worries that so many people depend on him it also has mentions of Roshek and quotes uh that we have any ep- have had in epigraphs previously Kelsier thinks about how he has always thought of the Lord Ruler as more of a creature than a man, but the book makes him seem much more mortal. He also thinks that he changed a lot from this journal compared to the Ascension, and that it makes the story uh, even more tragic. So, do you think it's tragic how he's the Lord Ruler changed from pre-Ascension to post-Ascension? I know Mythic's more on the fact that it's not the same person, so they may not have. Did he say
2: did he just, like, did he ask if it's tragic?
0: Well, like, I think he means the story's tragic as in, like, how horribly everything turned out, and he's like, it's even more tragic how horrible life is because it sounds like the guy in the journal was almost, like, a good person. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, if only he had stayed the same, maybe things wouldn't be so fucking shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if only, the dark, uh,
1: if only the deep doesn't, you know, Coming for
0: everyone. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to more on the deepness in one of the other epigraphs later. Mm-hmm. Uh so the canal boats, which are apparently boats that don't like kind of pull themselves, they're pulled by men, uh who walk along roads on the side of the canals. Cool. Uh yeah, so they're they're pulled by men and they begin to haul Ska oh,
1: men, obviously.
0: Yeah, obviously, ska. <laughs> nobles wouldn't do that shit. Yeah, wh-
1: why would nobles do that,
0: uh, so the boats begin to halt, and Kelsier gets out of his cabin, and he uses uh, some coins to jump over the boats and towards Yedin's boat, uh, and Yedin comes out, and he's like, oh, we're, we're stopping. He's like, yeah, no, I've, I've noticed. <laughs> That's why I'm over here. Uh, so the canal workers uh, are staring and pointing at him, because he's using Alamancy out in the daylight, uh, and then he and Yedin get off the boat, and one of Ham's thugs, who is uh, being like his bodyguard, salutes Kelsier. Uh, And then they're near a forest of birch trees, uh, and he burns tin to see some men uh, waiting out of sight. He uses allomancy to push a coin into a tree near them, which was the sign that it was okay for them to be seen. The group comes out into the open, and one of the men introduces himself as Captain Demo. Uh, So what did you think about their little, like, here's how you'll know it's us type thing?
2: It kind of makes sense. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool, but...
0: Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: I feel... Um,
0: yeah. What are your thoughts on Kelsey? are kind of showing off for all the canal boat workers.
1: I was I was thinking about that. I think his show later is much better. But
0: yes. Yeah, well, we'll go into that later. But yeah, he's also doing a little show here for these guys. Because I think these workers are the ones who think that he's scamming Lord Renoir, Renoir I believe.
2: Lord Renoir. Renoir?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So Kelsier yeah. notes that Demois is barely into his twenties, but seems very competent. He also notes that he probably shouldn't be surprised, since he, uh, even though he wasn't like uh, that at Demo's age, but Vin is also like very serious. I think he's almost as serious as Marsh, and she's only sixteen. Kelsier also thinks that the rest of the squad aren't as competent as Demois but they're better than before. Uh, so they get to the entrance of the caves, which is just a crack in the ground. Kelsior finds himself pausing as they remind him of the pits, which he speaks out loud to Yedin. And Yedin's kind of like, oh, uh, he's like super awkward about it. Uh, but he tries to prove it doesn't affect him anymore, as he is the first to climb down. And he had made sure to speak loud enough that not just Yedin, but the other people heard him be like, I can get over my fears. Because he's like, I may have weakness, but I can conquer them. And he's like, that's that's an important trait for them to all see.
3: That's me. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Kel- Kelsier is. Qu- I find him quite cringy, and like, I I'm not the biggest fan of this chapter. I don't. I mean, he, has a,
1: he has a daughter complex. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's um.
1: I mean, I, that wasn't as a joke. He literally has a daughter complex.
0: Oh no, he a hundred percent does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he he. Ben is very much his substitute to, daughter. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, like, in previous right. chapters, he's been like, Mare always wanted a daughter, and you're just like the two of us.
2: <laughs> what? That's mm-hmm. crazy. I thought y'all said something about them getting together.
0: Mythic did, I think, at one point. And I, I was did. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> No.
1: I, I mean, I've seen some weirder shit, so...
0: Yeah, apparently also, um... Wasn't there reasons why that conversation be- between him and Ben about the whole, like, oh, my, my wife always wanted our thing came up? was because when he had the beta readers going through the book, they also were like, oh, it seems almost like romantic. And he's like, no, that was not what I was going for. So he made it explicitly clear, like, I look at you like a daughter.
1: <laughs> Which still, today and age, doesn't change much, but okay. Oh,
0: God. Uh, Anyways, we're going saying... to move on. Uh, so as he climbs down uh, into the tunnels, he remembers his time in the pits of Hathen, where a bead of Atium bought him one more week of life. He notes that you can't use alimancers down there, as it would break the Atium crystals if they tried to, like, pull uh, ATM using Alamancy, So instead, they use slave, Slaves to reach into the jagged crystal holes where their arms get all caught, cut up, which is why his arms have all these scars on them. Uh, and once he gets to the bottom ham greets Kelsier, uh, which, and they're in like, a larger cavern with many tunnels leading off of it. For once, Ham is wearing a shirt with sleeves, which is very rare, <laughs> and Kelsier tells him that he had brought over 240 men with him, uh, which Ham's like, ooh, recruitment's picking up. <laughs> and Yen then comes down as well, excited to see the caves. Uh, once Ham and Kelsier leave Yen, Ham frowns as he notes how Yen's attitude towards Kelsier had changed dramatically. Kelsier says it's because he's never been a part of a successful team and that they've already gotten a rebellion larger than Yenin has seen. But Ham seems unconvinced. So what do you think about um, Yedin's attitude towards Kelsier? He gets like really like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, I don't know. He, he 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 goes from like kind of hating Kelsier and like reluctantly working with him to being like fangirling over him. Mm. And Ham's very uncomfortable with this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What are your guys' thoughts?
1: Times change, and so do people. I'm um, More on Ham's perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kelsier then says he wants to see the other entrances, and as they walk Kelsier mentions that the Lord Ruler ignores uh, these caves and other similar nearby caverns due to how difficult they are to attack, and apparently he's had one too many failures trying to uh, get in and kill a bunch of rebellions off who were hiding in here. So he just he's just like, it's not worth it. If they come out of the caves, we'll kill them. But if they're in the caves, we'll just leave them. <laughs> Uh, so they then get to one of the other entrances, and Ham explains how he always has ten men at each entrance, and that they don't let anyone in or out without a signed letter from Ham. Kelsier tells them that to not even let him in or out without Ham's permission. Uh, and the one guy- Because he tells the one guy, like, would you let me out? And he's like, uh, I- I don't know. The book, yeah, was... He's like, no!
3: He's
0: like, no, you don't even let me out!
2: <laughs> I was laughing- like, straight up in the middle of the night. <laughs> just, just reading that part.
0: Because, I mean, what do you do when it's, like, the leader of everything? Like, I I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, so... And then, he, yeah, he tells them they're good men and stuff. Uh, And when they walk away, Ham thanks Kelsier for praising the men as they had been excited for Kelsier to arrive for a while. Kelsier says to also post men at the entrance to the tunnels leading to the exits and that Ham should have more men walk around through the forest randomly so that the entrance to the caves aren't noticeable no matter how hard they as no matter how hard they try they won't be able to make absolutely no tracks coming in out because he's like with this many men coming in like you'll be able to tell that people have been going through this forest so just make a whole bunch of random fucking trails through the dirt that lead nowhere (laughs) uh so next they get to a room where men are training to fight and ham stops there for a moment and mentions that he's worried that they won't be good enough to fight Kelsier mentions that they hopefully won't need to do much fighting, as the pits aren't overly protected due to the secrecy, and the infighting of the great houses should mean that they're already preoccupied. Ham is still worried about what will happen after they hand the men over to Yedin, though, and mentions he's a better bodyguard than general. Kelsier then thinks to himself that he's a better thief than a prophet, but sometimes you have to be what the job requires. There's two things here. First, are you also concerned, like Ham, about whether these guys are going to actually be like, ready to do any fighting?
1: No, because I don't think they need to fight. I think it's gonna fail before they even get that chance.
0: What do you think, Darkness?
1: Uh,
2: I think they were all going well. I don't know. I feel like they're all gonna die regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: And then, what do you think about Kelsey? Or calling himself a prophet here?
2: Thinks too highly uh, of himself. Honestly, I I don't know. This like these few chapters like they're highlighting that little ego boost he's getting. Mm-hmm.
0: They're highlighting <laughs> his I... ego boost, but he also seems to be like not fully on board like it seems like he's like this is what i have to do but like we don't know why he thinks he has to do this like he's like oh i have to be a prophet even though i'd be better off as just a thief
2: you know lately i reading these chapters i've been thinking he's going he's kind of going the same like route the lord ruler went
0: Mm, you you think uh, it like mirrors like the journal where it's kind of like i have to be in this position i'm forced to like lead everything and then Mm. you think he's going to be like the lord ruler and
1: so does Maybe that make horrible. the Lord ruler the deep in this situation? Then that's what probably. I, yeah, that's exactly. What yeah, I, I think that.
0: Yeah, that that would be the metaphor. He
1: needs to conquer. He needs to conquer the deep.
0: Deepness. Instead of the darkness, you need to conquer the deepness.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we all conquer darkness. So.
0: <laughs> so Kelsier then tells Ham that Yedin is here to replace him, as Yedin needs time to actually run the army, since it will eventually be his. Ham seems upset for a moment, but then relaxes, joking he's glad he won't have to wear his uniform anymore. As they leave the room, Ham mentions the beauty of the caves, but Kelsier thinks he can only- he can't see the beauty. He can only see the pits. Which, yeah, he's probably pretty traumatized.
1: <laughs> probably?
0: <laughs> he's definitely very traumatized. <laughs> I- I- I wouldn't expect him to be able to find any sort of caves beautiful.
2: He <laughs> got some pretty cool scars, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he would consider them cool.
1: Hey, me. Hello. Uh,
0: So, Kelsey thinks back to his time at the pits, how he'd often think of not climbing back up, but he also didn't want to be, uh, want to just be one of the other corpses down in the cracks that he would keep finding. So, like, apparently he would just be climbing down there. There's going to be, like, a half-rotted corpse or a skeleton just, like, stuck down there that you'd have to get around, which sounds great. (laughs) Uh, And so he'd been able to find ADMG and ATM geodes each week for a while ATM. I thought it was ATM. ATM. Look, I I, I have a little bit of of a lisp sometimes Leave me alone (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shut up Uh, So, but one time he hadn't found one and Mare had given him one, saying she had found two, but it had been a lie and she had been beaten to death in front of him That's when Kelsier had snapped and then killed many of the men guarding the place Kelsier still finds that he isn't sure if she gave him the geode out of love or out of guilt for betraying him so what do you think? Do you do you are you guys on the oh. side of how she did it? I don't
1: but, think she betrayed him. Yeah, I don't think she betrayed him. But I mean, I feel like she feels like she's uh, like I don't think she actually betrayed him. But I think that she feels uh, bad about him being there for her. Like something she did something that you know mm-hmm. caused him to be there.
0: Yeah, even if she didn't straight out betray him, she, considering the Lord ruler thanked her and stuff, she might still be thinking like, did I somehow do something wrong? Did I somehow give us away? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd be second guessing myself. <laughs> uh, so Kelsier then asks Ham what he's thinking about, and Ham asks Kelsier if there is a difference between Scott and Nobles in terms of physiology, as the ministry, as the ministry suggests there is. Well, apparently, some of the
3: differences.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently some of the differences are that Scott are more fertile as they have many children i think ham says at one point he's even seen some ska with like 12 children or something uh and they they're specifically more fertile because then they can like survive all the beatings and executions and still have a fuck ton of them to like do all the labor that needs to get done um whereas the nobles apparently are less fertile and they have a lot fewer children so that they can't like be too powerful like compared to the lord ruler and apparently that they call that the balance, <laughs> um, cool. and Kelsier though just explains this away as cultural because obviously, like nobles don't need to have a lot of children as they're not doing a fuck ton of labor work, and like that's what I thought. Yeah, like I mean, it's, I think it's, you could kind of relate it to how like people have a lot less children nowadays because, like, you don't have as much child death. Like, people can survive longer, and so the nobles obviously get more nutrition, they're safer, they're not worried about, like, being killed by people as much, so, like, they wouldn't have Except to have as many children. At night. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, the ska, yeah, like, your children may die of, like, lack of nutrition, or just because they're beaten to death, or because at some point yeah, they're so raped kill. Yeah, So
1: that you don't ever have to worry about that, right?
2: I, I like how the mist, like, the mist has just completely gone off the radar
0: what do you mean Mist.
2: like it's not even mentioned anymore
0: it is oh, well, they, they mention the mist whenever anyone's outside at night mm. it's just finn feels more comfortable in it now
1: yeah and that's who's you know talking most of the time so
0: i think it actually gets brought up uh a bit during the ball where she notes that like ellen doesn't scare to be out on a balcony in the mist because he's noble so another difference that Ham talks about is, height difference is apparently nobles are generally taller. But here just explains that away is lack of nutrition that the Ska get, because obviously if you have less nutrition, you tend not to grow as much to your full height. I don't want any short jokes here, please. <laughs> I can hear your is already laughing. I mean, um, we already
1: know you're a Ska. We already know. Shut up.
0: <laughs> it's OK.
3: Um,
0: so Ham then brings up alamancy though, which apparently a Ska needs to have uh, a noble in their lineage Back sometime between five generations ago, in Uh, order to potentially become a Misting. Uh, And Ham also brings up how timid the Ska are and wonders if the nobles really are meant to be in charge because Ska struggle to rebel and take charge. Kelsey is upset and asks Ham if he really means that, which Ham slowly says no to. So, what do you think about the fact that, again, nobles are the only ones who are allowed to, uh, the only ones who have alimency, and also the fact that Ska tend to just be super timid and weak compared to nobles?
1: Well, I mean, when you beat somebody down so long for so many centuries,
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking you too with that gets, one. <laughs>
1: kind of just gets bred into your children at that point. Yep.
0: Because all the rebellious ones get killed and beaten to death, so only the timid yeah. ones survive. Mm-hmm. You get killed young enough that you don't survive enough to rebel.
1: Maybe they're yep. just shy, You never
0: know.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just darkness. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, did you have any more thoughts? I know we've talked about this previously, but do you have any more thoughts about the genetics of Allomancy and how Ska can... don't ever seem to be able to have, like, Allomancy in their genes?
2: Maybe it's not that they don't have Allomancy, it's just that it's a different kind.
0: You think it's a different kind?
1: Nah. I, 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 I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but I, I have a feeling like it's something to do with this, in this story that... Uh, not the book itself, but like the the epigraphs is going to explain like mm. that you know something got out where like that these powers are given to a select few.
0: I was um, also they just became known as the nobles. I was also thinking just out of nowhere like just with normal genetics, like you could almost kind of explain it as the fact that like because nobles all tend to have it seems like almost at least one misting in their family at all times like and the fact that they kind of in, like breed between each other and don't really breed with ska much, like you always have at least one Alamancer within five generations, if not way less. And so maybe just because they're they're able to breed with Alamancers more easily, that's why it's more within their genes. Right. If, if you just want to talk completely like nothing related okay, to the books. It'd be yeah, like if safe. say let's
1: just eugenics this real quick, you know.
0: Yeah, because it it's kind of just like how say if all ska were brown eyed and all nobers were blue-eyed, yeah, if a ska and a noble got to get a brown eye and a blue-eyed person got together there'd be a chance of blue eyes but generally brown eyes is dominant so unless you had someone with blue eyes more recently you'd pretty much have zero chance of having a blue-eyed child you no. so you could almost think of so, it what that way.
1: so what you're saying is that the blonde hair blue eyes are, like, I am not the world.
0: saying that I'm saying recessive versus dominant genes wow. and eye color is the one thing I can think of
1: wow <laughs> no that's not
0: that's not no that's not what I was trying to say there
1: I don't know. I think we should cancel you. No, that's for not that's
0: not that's not what I I was not saying they're superior in anyway, I'm just saying recessive uh-huh. versus dominant genes. I, do on Twitter. I, do
3: on Twitter. I was just I, on I, was, Twitter I, on Twitter
0: I was just saying that Alamancy might be a recessive trait, and that's why you need more frequent.
1: Midnight the new genocide.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> That wasn't where
1: I was going with that.
0: Anyways. <laughs>
1: as soon as as soon as he said plays, I was like fuck.
0: Anyway. uh no yeah. i just <laughs> you said blue
1: a... eyes i was just like yep we, did no, it. we know where the... this is going no.
0: that's not i just i was just trying to think of, like, anyways mm. we're gonna keep going yeah. uh-huh. as the week progresses you
1: blonde hair too you know huh i said you could have chose blonde hair too mean? Gosh.
0: kelsey was blonde hair blue eyed okay so talk to kelsey and brandon sanderson about it
1: oh oh is kelsey blonde hair
0: blue eyed yeah he is
1: yeah. Oh, then Vin Heil. <laughs>
0: Gosh. As the week progresses, Kelsier shows off his allomancy to the men and compliments and encourages them. He notes that most of Ska have never seen allomancy and just generally think of it as allomancy magics and don't know the differences between metals. He keeps thinking about Ham's question about Ska being inferior and tries to stop thinking about it as Ham is known to ask weird questions. He also notes that Yedin has been taking, oh, sorry, uh, has been taking diligent notes from Ham and seems to be fitting in well at taking over the army. Uh, So next, Kelsier thinks about about the army and how he's not sure if they actually believe in the cause or that they can succeed. He asks Ham to point out a man who's been giving Ham discipline problems lately. and After going through a few options, he eventually finds a man named Bilge, who is a brawny man with a full beard. Uh, Kelsier begins to make a speech, and as he does so, he riots Bilge and his table, as it's difficult to focus on one person in such a large group. As he keeps his speech going, he eventually gets Bilge to act up. Bilge says that this is suicide, and they're trapped here, unable to leave. Kelsier then insists that Bilge wants to sell them out uh, if he wants to leave, but Bilge refutes this. And then Kelsier suggests that Bilge fight Demois. If Demois loses, Bilge can leave. Ham is upset by this, saying Bilge is one of their greatest fighters, and there is no way Demois will win. So as Demois and Bilge begin to fight, Kelsier uses his Alamancy to try to give Demois help. He at first just nudges Bilge's sword, but eventually makes it seem like Demois is completely stopping Bilge's sword with just a thought. Eventually dema wins, and Kelsier tries to force Dema to kill Bilge, but stops and fell south as dema resists. So first of all, what is, oh my god, what the fuck is that? Uh, so first of all stop <laughs> sending weird pictures in the chat while I'm trying to read off my notes.
1: Let's talk about keep going.
0: Um, so what did you guys think, first of all, of Kelsey or using his alamancy to help Duma in this fight?
1: That was exactly what was going to happen when he started using his alamancy to create the fight in the first place.
0: But, like, what did you think about him, like, deciding to do this?
1: I mean, hey, he got more people- he got all the people on his side, so.
0: What do you think, Darkness?
1: I think Ham needs more spotlight. <laughs> I agree. Let's give it more spotlight in the chat.
0: Oh, that's what you're sending him? <laughs> <laughs> that took me way too long to figure out.
2: No way you didn't realize I didn't realize! That.
0: Wow. I was just confused. Oh. Anyways, um. also, what did you think about the fact that Kelsey really wanted to force Domo to kill Bilge? Like, he was, like, insistent for a moment there.
1: I and mean, we already know Kelsey's crazy, so. I think Kelsey just like
2: just the the, metal is, is it the, the actual bad person. Yeah, I do too. Well, I mean, we know that. <laughs> that since the beginning. You know? Sorry, what do you
0: say, Darkness? You can, and I got cut off and I didn't hear the end of it.
2: Yes, yeah, because I said uh, we've known that he's bad from the beginning. So.
0: Uh. So. Kelsier then tells the room that they will have Kelsier to aid them when they go to fight the Lord Ruler, and he tells them that they have some of the magics that the Lord Ruler uses. Yedden takes this as Kelsier being able to give his powers to others, and is very excited, whereas Ham is very unhappy with the situation. Ham says Kelsier lied to his entire army, but Kelsier says it's his army, not Ham's. He says it's fine that he's lied, as he still says they'll barely have to fight, and it's virtually the same thing as what he promised. Kelsier also says he wants Ham to pick out some of his most devoted warriors and bring them back to talk to, uh, to talk others into joining the rebellion. Ham says this is about Kelsier's ego, but Kelsier says sometimes they have to do things they find unpleasant. What did you think about all that? Like K- Ham is super fucking pissed about this thing. What do you think? You about-
2: You know what? Hmm? I, I I think it's like, I think it's like, like I'm on his side because why the fuck would Kelsier even do that shit? Like he's painting himself as like how the Lord Ruler paints himself to, like, everyone else.
0: Yeah, and the fact that his words, like, Yen specifically, like, hears them as, like, oh, Demoano has Alamancy, or, like, other people can have allomancy just with Kel- just because of Kelsier. Whereas, yeah. he doesn't. And he kind of words it in a way that's very vague. He just says, if I'm around,
3: hey, what? like, he will be
0: aided. um, And it's just, it, it makes it very vague on whether, like, who was actually using the powers and it can definitely be misinterpreted
2: yeah and i mean at that point he kind of just gave them all a death sentence
1: well yeah you in the death sentence though i don't know i have the opposite opinion i think it was a great idea to do it because it gives it makes the troops rally behind something because in all honesty hope is false anyways you're when you have hope you're Pretty much just what's the word? Uh, the saying is, uh, fake it till you make it. You're basically Mm. faking it until you make it to that point, and then you just blame or you just you know put it all on the fact that oh, well, I had hope that this would work. You know, hope and faith are pretty much just a concept that you're basically uh, lying to yourself in order to believe something. So Mm -hmm. he just gave them all hope in the, the saying that you know, I'll be here to assist you you know, go out there and fight for me. I mean, but I agree also with Darkness. He's definitely seeming a lot more like he's going down the route of being like the Lord Ruler. That's why yeah. I made the comment way back when about the fact when they, if they do end up uh, killing the Lord Ruler, he would just take their place. He would just take mm-hmm. his place as a, It'd be a new cycle. Lord Ruler. Yeah. And I mean, then that gave me the other idea of that the Lord Ruler just takes his bones and becomes Keltier. So.
0: Mm-hmm um well, yeah definitely i i'm not as i said before like i'm not a fan of the chapter i really don't like the way kalsir handles all of this and even the first time reading i was like very kind of anti Calcier. i'm like the more i read i felt like of kalsir the more i was like i don't like where he's going and like his personality i was a lot of people yeah. are Calcier fans i am not a Calcier fan
2: and the mm. thing is like i'm a spooks fan he's giving like false hope rather than hope to like things that could actually be real
0: yeah right, like so, it's not like just getting better at fighting you're you like oh you're doing it's... great at fighting as they're like, like kind of okay I, it's literally an impossible skill unless you let's say you just haven't snapped yet like oh, oh, and
2: good. Good. I, I get it. mythic like, you think that like giving false oh, yeah. hope is good for like a war shit but yeah, like yeah. i i feel motive using motivation towards something that's actually real would be even
0: better yeah like there's i feel like there's a difference between false hope and like or like hoping that you'll get like fake it till you make it in regards to like sword fighting and stuff where like it's actually possible to improve
2: because fake it till you make it works until you realize that it's not well yeah so does that's that's how that's how how, how i that's how i see fake hope and real hope but Mm -hmm. so does war though Exactly. So if you your, give them your... fake hope and in the middle of get... war and they realize that it's not going to happen, well, then you're kind would of
1: you Darkness, what hope would you give them to send them to their death other than false hope?
0: I feel like Kelsey That's... here could have been more you, you clear that he them? was helping. I feel yeah, like, I feel I like mean, Kelsey... I feel like the best I, I way... Agree. To, I
3: agree. Yeah, I
0: feel feel
1: like the... have, but that would have de- de- defined I it more as... I'm just going to basically be your crutch well, instead of you all can okay. use your own wait, ability wait, wait. to go out wait, here and I, fight this you, war. You have to think about the fact that what if they take it as leniency and just don't train as hard because they think they can get alimency.
0: I also think one way he well, can... Well, that's
1: the thing, though. Isn't that what they want? They don't need an army that knows how to fight. I
0: mean, they still they need, need to defend an army a little, that's little that's bit. going
1: to be able to stand... Yeah, they need an army that's going to be able to stand there and be a fodder for them.
0: I think they also, though... though... From the start, though. I they think, wouldn't
2: waste that much time, like, trying to train either, then.
0: Like, I, I think also, though, gone. like, it would have been better to be, like, we have many Allomancers, not just myself. We can help you in this fight. You're not alone. And that gives them the hope of, like, oh, even if I'm yeah. not the best swordsman. Like, I feel like that still gives you enough hope without making them think they have Allomancy on their own.
1: But you don't have a lot of Allomancers.
0: I mean, you have sub. You, I mean, these Ham has a whole... Few. Ham has a whole group of thugs. Club has his whole group of like, I mean, he, his guys don't really do much for fighting, but like, um, you've got thugs, you've got soothers and and stuff like that with a uh, breeze who could help like, uh, get rid of like excitement on the enemy side and like, there there's but, ways like, they can help without just that, pushing. I'm not saying pulling. that
1: they don't have the almanacers to do that to back that claim up, but what what I'm saying is that they're not going to see that. They're mm-hmm. going to see the fact that there's only one element. Alum- well. Two uh alimancers in this little group, or whatever, and they're are well three now, I guess because of uh, the other guy, but um th- they don't see a lot of alimancers they're gonna that's not gonna give them it, that same it, hope it it they're, also works the opposite way where they're not
2: they're just seeing one person quote unquote use alamancy and they're not getting it
1: at all and it, and they know that or well they feel like he gave them alamancy, meaning they will now strive to go out there and die. But they're still going to strive to go out there thinking that they have somebody behind them. And if you just said, oh yeah, my Alamancers are here to help you. The next thing that they're going to think is, why don't you guys just do it then? You guys are obviously more, you're stronger than us. Why would we have to go out there and die for your cause? Instead of creating the cause by, well, that's, that's the thing. They don't see it that way though. And that's what he was trying to create. He's trying to create the hope that they can do it because they do have that in their mind saying that they should rebel against these people, that they don't like the way they're treated. But they will never rise up until they are given some form of a hope that they can rally behind. And the only way to rally behind it, sometimes it's false, but it worked. And like I said before, their their plan, Kelsier and the group, well, Kelsey's plan, because I, I, I'm not going to say the whole group, but... Kelsey's plan from the start was to use them as martyrs, anyways. He's just gonna—he just wanted to throw them in there, anyways. He wants to create the chaos or whatever so that he can scoop in here and get his actual plan done, his whatever that actually is, because I don't think it's really what he's been telling everybody. But he—that's his whole goal. His—he—he he had no—he has no reason for them to actually be good. He just wants them to be adequate enough that they can go out there and stand and look like a fighting force. Yeah.
0: Well, talking about his plans, there was a little thing at the very end of this chapter uh, right after that where uh, Kelsier thinks about how he wishes he could tell Ham everything, that there are plots yeah. behind plots and plans behind plans, and that there is always another secret. So kind of building on what you were saying, Mythic, what do you think his plots behind plots and secrets are well, regarding he's that? He's not t- even t- telling the crew.
1: Yeah, I think he, I think he's not telling the crew that he wants to become like the Lord ruler so that he can rule over this area because he thinks he can do it better. I'm sure like every other ruler before you think, Oh, if I take out this ruler, I'll be better than that ruler, but it never works out that way. Um, but I think that's what his real goal is in the end. And telling them would just kind of, he would have to listen to them basically say, well, why would you do that? We could just not do that. And, you know, no, he doesn't want to be talked down from it.
0: Mm-hmm. What are your thir- thoughts thoughts thir- there, Darkness on
1: <laughs> Thirts? Darkness. Uh, um, What are your farts? Uh
2: I mean I agree, it's a pretty solid theory and I mean like obviously his like revenge <laughs> runs way deeper than most people see.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I did like to find out later though when we found out later when uh talking about Kelsier in general, when Vin's talking about Kelsier. Uh to, I don't remember who, but uh I think it was to and... Ham and he makes a comment that Kelsier has always disliked the nobles and it only got stronger.
0: Oh no, that was to Dachshund. That was Dachshund she was Doxun. talking to at yeah, that okay. point. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I was but, thinking like, of a different I, conversation. I I definitely think that there had to have been something that basically made him hate nobles and I think a great one would be that like he actually knew maybe his father enough and, like, well, he see, definitely like, knew his
0: father because remember he, they had said that Kelsier and Marsh had grown Marsh. up. Marsh grown up thinking yes, they were nobles
3: because
0: yeah, they because their mom was pretending to be a noble woman, a lower class noble woman, and then she got found out at one point and murdered, and that's when uh, Marsh and snapped.
1: He murdered her.
0: Probably the dad or an Obligator.
1: The dad, I would assume. I mean, just with the nobility hatred he has i would assume and the dad might have been the one that did it
0: yeah like the fact that his dad turned i mean even the dad just yeah. sent an obligator after her like the fact that the dad would have turned on her probably would have upset him either way i mean
1: what well, was marsh hates something too and i don't know what marsh
0: was. hates the ministry that's why i was that's wondering it, if it's an ministry. obligator he's like super super obsessed with the ministry whereas kelsey is obsessed with the nobility
1: yeah so it could be an obligator he sent and then they both blame different sides of that same coin
0: yeah marsh might have blamed like this the like society the lord really created through the ministry and the obligators where he, he might have thought like oh our dad wouldn't have done this if it wasn't like you had to and kelsey mm-hmm. might have been like no our dad betrayed our mom
1: yeah and he would have done this because he's a noble and noble yeah kid. terrible i do i do like the whole thing like later i'm pretty sure i don't i think i don't remember was it who talk, she's talking to him about the fact that oh, we'll get to it
0: yeah, that That's was it. that was Dachshund, and then Ham also talks to her about Kelsier later on. Yeah, but I'm talking gender.
1: more about nobility as a whole.
0: The yeah, Doxin I believe it was mostly like Dachshund that talks about it. Yeah. Um but anyways, yeah. chapter twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Get another epigraph, obviously. So this was the one about the deepness, which we kind of alluded to mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, so it says At first there was those who think didn't think the deepness was a serious danger, at least not to them. Mm-hmm. However, it brought with it. A blight that I have seen infect nearly every part of the land. Armies are useless before it. Great cities are laid low by its power. Crops fail and the land dies. This is the thing I fight. This is the monster I must defeat. I fear that I have taken too long. Already so much destruction has occurred that I fear for mankind's survival. Is this truly the end of the world as many of the philosophers predict? So do you guys have any new thoughts about what the deepness is?
1: The Lord Ruler.
0: Remember, he was supposed to defeat this. Like,
1: yep, but but near, but like I said before, uh, this hi- history is written by the victors. So, who I think the going on my theory that the other person is actually the the now Lord Ruler, uh, and it's not the person that you know. Yeah, you thought it was uh, Rashak. Rashak, yeah. Uh, going on that far thought, maybe Rashak is actually the deepness. Uh, like uh, whatever it may be um mainly the reason I see I see it to be like that possibly is because the way the world is now as in like where they're at is so dingy and like gray basically mm-hmm. and not green and not nice and maybe be- that's because it won and you know it's trying to change the narrative enough to say oh no this is how it always is
3: That's
1: mm-hmm. why certain people kelsey shouldn't know about green grass
0: mm-hmm. which you found out later that Sazed also knows about
1: well yeah but saiz is knowledgeable shit so yeah his his knowledge actually makes sense to me
0: yes it does i mean because i think you've okay. said before that like you're not sure how Kelsier knows all that but the thing is we don't know how long he's known Sazed. like it's possible Sazed told him in mare about all the the
1: yeah, previous world. The way the way he says it, it's not like like I could I could see that if he came in, and he was like I was told a a while ago that actually gra- there's green grass and blah blah blah. No, it's like he almost knows it, mm. like almost distinctively knows it. Where like uh Vin gets told it and she's like I don't know about that, you know, like she's hesitant on it. He just seems to like know. Like hundred percent, he knows this is true. I don't know if I'm tripping, but I thought we knew where he got it from.
0: Well, he said he has a picture that Mare had of a a, mm-hmm. a drawing of like a what a flower looked like. We don't know where she got that from or how she knew about things either. Technically,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, so we know where that picture came from, but we don't know how her and Kelsey are knew about things this technically. Wait,
1: maybe was mm, could Mare have been like? uh what's his god damn, what's the guy's name again say's say's like yeah that like Saze. yeah could he could he have been could she have been like that maybe
0: you think she may. Have, i think it's very i think they mentioned she that
1: show, she told them
0: no i think they because mare's uh, a tin eye she's a half ska half oh, noble as well yeah she, she was a tin eye which I is how they remember. met in I don't, the underworld. I
1: don't remember that being a thing. Yes,
0: it was mentioned when they talk about okay. uh, them getting caught at the Lord Ruler's palace. They mentioned mm-hmm. that's why she was with him. And also, I, I believe that's technically, I think it's implied that's how they met, is through the underground world and her being a tinine, stuff like that. And what's a tin eye again? Uh, that's the same thing as Spook, that you just use tin. That's all you have. You're a tin misting. But, what
1: is but what's, tin what's the here? power? The, yeah.
0: The, the, the power is like the the extra perceptions like being able to see farther and stuff like that like all the senses being enhanced
2: yeah because
1: that completely wiped the yeah right I was like I don't remember which one it was I didn't want to pull up (laughs) my spreadsheet of fucking powers (laughs)
0: Uh, so for this chapter we start with Vin reading through the translated pages of the Lord's Rudler Journal just like Kelsier had been previously Uh, the journal entry she's going through discusses the landscape of uh, the The potential Lord Ruler, because I know you guys don't really believe this is the Lord Ruler, or at least Mythic doesn't. So, the Lord Ruler's uh, uh, homeland, as well as the Terrace homeland. It also mentions abilities that the Terrace people have, such as storing up strength to use later. They become frail at night and muscular the next day. It's mentioned that this somehow has to do with their metal earrings and bracelets. It's noted that a man named Branches wants to negotiate with Rashak to find out how this ability works. Um, So, try not to think about what say says later? What were your kind of first thoughts when you read this?
1: Oh, God, this car is right next to me and I should not be hitting them because I'm listening to a book. What? Oh. oh. I, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I, <drive> and... <laughs> I got so scared for a second.
0: I was like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck?
1: <laughs> you, you said, what are my thoughts? Those were my thoughts.
0: <laughs> I, I, I see.
1: I, I honestly don't remember it mainly because, like, yeah, the thought comes into the head about what he actually says later. So. Mm
0: hmm. Um, Did you have any initial thoughts, Starkness?
2: Well, I mean, at that point, I figured it was like some fucking storage for like strength, you know. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think it was like my 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 mind went to back where like they had to use uh like the mind metal or whatever it's called to metal Minds, uh,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go. To uh, get from that place to the other place, which I'm giving great I'm giving great descriptions, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, so it's definitely like something storage wise, you know and I mean. I just hope that it would get covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, it gets
0: covered a little bit here as she goes to talk to Saizd after this. So as she reads, uh, Vin determines that she does not like to read and it's not as practical as dagger skills or Alamancy, But Sage insists she practices it, so she goes to a hidden corner where she can sound out the words without being overheard. Vin also determines that the Lord Ruler is much more whiny than any god has a right to be and she wishes she had never found the book. Which I, I found really funny. <laughs> It's like, goddamn, this guy whines so much. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Spook then shows up, mentioning that, uh, mentioning Dachshund and also struggling to speak normally as he mentions having to store more weapons here. Uh, so she gets up to go off to see Dachshund, but before she does, Spook hands her a lace pink and white handkerchief. Uh, then is confused but takes it. <laughs> Uh, and then I think the Spook runs off, and Vin well, then goes. To why
1: a... I like Spook so much. Oh
0: gosh. So Vin then goes to a servant to ask where Daxton is, and finds out he's in a meeting with Renault. She'd been told that she had to keep up appearances, so she reluctantly goes to find Sage instead, while she waits for Dachshund to be done with his meeting. And she thinks that they could have asked her to join them, but she thinks most of the crew, even if unintentionally, still think of her as a child and don't include her as much as she wishes they would. Um, so as Vin finds Sage in the library, oh. she...
2: hmm? out of hmm? curiosity. Did we ever get a description of what Spook looks like? I don't remember. So I think
1: we did, but I mean, I don't. Also, don't. I
3: remember can
0: quickly really like. or... get a see if I can get a picture of Spook. Um, so, anyways, so Vin then goes to get a cer- goes to a servant to ask where Dachshund is. Oh, wait, I already read that. As Vin finds Saze in the library, she notes that he isn't wearing spectacles and wonders why he had for that short period of time. Uh, Saze mentions that Kelsior had asked that Seiz to give each member of the crew a copy of the translation to read over. Uh, and then goes on to talk about how the book is a Keeper's dream. Goes on about how the Terrace Land was once green and fertile, which Vin thinks is weird. Uh, that Vin, uh, that green would be considered beautiful. She's like, it'd be like plants being blue or purple. Which, there are some, so Vin, get good. <laughs> yeah. I
1: thought the same thing, I was like, wow. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: so Vin then asks about the mentions of the Keeper's powers, which Says doesn't want to discuss as he doesn't like people knowing about them. Vin, however, dramatically says that she may have nothing to tell Kelsey about uh, if she can't properly interpret the book without knowing about the Terrace people, as they're a large part of the logbook. And he, like, reluctantly begins to tell Vin of keepers who are use an ability called ferrokemi. So they don't use allomancy, they use ferrokemi, which is a different power. Which uh, is cool
2: as oh, shit. Yes. Sounds so, like metal in, like, French or some shit, right?
0: Possibly? uh it grants them the ability to store physical attributes so it sounds like they don't have any mental attributes he says specifically physical attributes although they do store memories so i don't know he, says physical right? <laughs> he, did, he calls them physical attributes uh in metal to be used later but they don't burn the metal like Alamancers. however like Alamancers' different uh metals store different things this is why terrorist people wear so much metal jewelry which had become part of their culture for even non-keepers uh, so I think I just shown you some pictures previously where he has, like, a million earrings, and he also, like, wears, like, a million rings, and he has bracelets, and he's gonna show, uh, Vin in a second that he has a bunch of metal bracers on his upper arms under his sleeves, too. And, so, yeah, he just- he's just got a fuck-ton of metal on his person.
2: What came to my mind right now is, like, what if they wear braces?
0: <laughs> what if they were what? Braces.
2: What if they wore
1: braces? Oh, like, gosh. Wear... Metal on their teeth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah. So Sage also reveals, yeah, the metal bracers on his upper arms. Uh, Sage briefly discusses how the Lord Ruler at one point wanted to make sure the Terris people couldn't even touch metal. And that metal was to only be worn by nobles, which Finn finds odd since, uh, you know, allomancy. Uh, so they wouldn't want to wear metal. Uh, and then Sage goes on to say that not only does the Lord Ruler fear chemists, but he also hates them and all terracemen. men. Sage hatred, his hatred has... Uh, based on his reading of the logbook, he's, he suspects his hatred has something to do with Rashek, the leader of the pac man in the journal. Saist also mentions how the one religion the Keepers don't know anything about is their own, uh, as the reason why the Keepers were formed was because the Lord Ruler was trying to purge all of the terroristsmen. Uh, so what did you think about the fact like that? He's like, we're, we were less than Scott. We were to be purged from existence. And then they formed the Keepers out of the few ferrochemists chemists they could find. Knowledge um,
2: is power. My mind was, at that moment, like, on a completely different note. (laughs) Mm. I was thinking more about the earring that Vin has. I was like, what if that shit has, like, some sort shit (laughs) in
0: it? Oh, you think, like, maybe, like, someone could access, like, something inside that? Yeah. Mm.
2: Because why would she have an
1: earring? Because her parents...
2: Well, her mom
0: pierced her her with it. (laughs) Um, so Say then points at a copper bracer and says that copper stores memories and thoughts. He says that every keeper stores everything, but each keeper also has a specialty, and Say's specialty is religion, which we kind of know already. Uh, say's mentions that the law book. Yeah, his... he
1: doesn't know about his own
0: religion. Well, because they didn't have any access to it. Like, you can't store something you don't know about.
1: Yeah,
2: can he say he's a master of it if he doesn't <laughs> have it? why does he uh, just make his own religion <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> so say's mentions the logbook has more information so far than anything the keepers knew and he thinks one day they'll be able to find out more about it uh and i also wanted to make a note here so uh so he has so they're called obviously copper mines instead of metal so and a website that you guys are never allowed to go to because it has all the spoilers ever and is a fan run uh cosmere wiki mind. is called the copper mind and that is why because it stores all the it it. information of the books we're reading. Would you Let say that? No, you cannot I've, go to I've the copper mine.
1: I've seen it in the Google search back when I was using uh, to look for what is it? The first book we read? Warbreaker. When I was looking for stuff. Yeah, I saw it like there's a name on the thing, but I've never clicked on links.
0: Yes, so it's it's called I the Copper look Mind look as a reference to pharaoh chemists and how they store knowledge and like memories and thoughts in their copper mines. I always thought that was a really cool thing, they named it that. <laughs> you
1: know, people come up with some great shit.
0: Hmm, just a really cute- note, and it has like, literally like, every connection, and like, like, it has like, all the stuff about oh, yeah. Hoyt I and really where he appears, and like, this. every Man, book.
1: You just made, you just, you're just uh, typing it up, and we can't go
2: No, sorry, it. yeah, okay, I'll stop
0: talking about it.
1: I might be a little distracted for the next few minutes.
0: No, uh, you are not uh, looking at the Coppermind! The
1: Coppermind,
2: yeah.
0: No. Sure. You guys are banned from the Top- the Coppermind.
1: How would you know though if I went to the compromise? Yeah, right.
0: Like I'll be very upset with you.
1: But how would you? You'll know? never find out. You'll never yes, we,
2: find out.
0: yes, I will. You'll, you'll say something at some point that you shouldn't know. I'll be able to
1: tell. Or, or what if I say it as a theory and it comes true and then? I no, you'll,
0: you'll leak it. something it... about some connection between a book you've never read, and then I'll be like, what the fuck? Oh,
2: Suddenly, okay. our theories are going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, gosh.
1: exactly. We're just going to be hundred percent right all the time now. And it's going to be weird, and you'll never know why. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so Vin then pushes for more information on Keepers, but says does not want to share more. However, Vin does realize that one thing that can be stored is sight, which is why he wore glasses previously. So we know three things that can be stored, then, is strength, thoughts, and sight. Those are three things that you can store in metal for Pharaoh Chemists.
1: sure that'll help somebody who's blind.
0: And so, Mythic, for a whole other... You, you, you now got to create a whole other chart of what does each metal do for Ferrochemy. Oh,
1: yep, I'm um, gonna have to... So, let me go open my... my so I,
0: I will tell special you specialty. that Ferrochemy uses all the same metals as Alamancy, so anything that Allomancy uses, Ferrochemy will also use.
1: So, gold, electrum...
0: <laughs> all your theories. All the ones we know, though, there's brass, zinc, steel, and iron. Yep.
1: I wonder what the 11th metal would do. You don't know nothing. The eleventh middle does nothing. I'm I'm hundred <laughs> percent sure that this is another one of those false hope situations <laughs> where he keeps saying it's gonna do something and it's never gonna do anything. It's like it's like a painted rock.
0: Oh gosh.
1: I uh, still I, I mean I don't know I I don't know if he's giving himself the false hope though or if he's he knows it himself that it does nothing. Wait, but I feel like it's gonna do nothing. Did he not
0: like?
2: manipulate that bar at some point I don't remember
0: he says he's been trying to figure it out on his own but he hasn't been able to which (laughs) which is why like, when I was reading this book for the first time I was always like obviously it has to do something when you're with someone else then right like if you're just trying it off on your own somewhere like it's probably like like how soothing like you need to be with another person or like copper or bronze or something like it's not obviously like iron or steel if you can't do anything by yourself with it (laughs)
2: I wonder how fast it burns. How fast what? The the metal burns, that one, that specific one.
0: Yeah, that's a good question, we don't know that. He would know that. You that, do. that is something he would no, know. No, you would know. You know I this. don't Tell remember. Us. I don't remember the times of any of the metals. I think all I remember is that Pewter is the fastest burning. Or actually, I think ATM's the fastest burning. Pewter's the fastest burning of the original eight. Like, the He's basic lying. eight metals. That's, honestly, I don't pay attention to it, how fast something burns. <laughs> So, Vin then moves on to ask Sazed about the handkerchief, which Sazed says that nobles give it to women that they are looking to seriously court. Vin is shocked, and when Sazed mentioned that Spook stares at her a lot in meetings, she says she just thought he was a creep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I do wonder why. <laughs> Isn't that what spook. most women think of when men are, like, you know, trying to court them? Oh, he's just creepy. Mm-hmm.
0: Not really. It depends if they like him back or not. Obviously, she has no interest in Spook, so yeah, she's like, he's a fucking creep. But if it was Ellen staring at her, she'd be like, oh, damn.
1: Huh. You know, you know how weird it is? Like, it doesn't flip like that. Hmm. I wonder why when a woman likes a man and he doesn't like her back, she doesn't go, man, this woman's a fucking creep.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Nah. I feel I feel like if if I saw some woman staring at me, I'd be like, damn, she's a fucking creep. What is she doing? <laughs> um... <laughs> if a
1: woman walked up to you and gave you a handkerchief, you would think she was a creep?
0: I mean, if there was that societal expectation, I'd be like, oh, that's weird we don't know each other please
1: you don't think she's
0: a creep kind of yeah i'd be like are you like stalking me why are you giving this to a random person when it's supposed to be serious courting okay, like
1: first off first off first off <laughs> spooks is not a random person
0: i mean she i don't think she interacts with him that much based yeah. on her reaction what? to this
3: she's
1: literally spoken to him so many times
0: how many times has she spoken to him
1: oh
2: man i'm gonna have to go she's back to the whole to book him, now. like less than five times yeah i was gonna say it's been
0: like two or three times and it's
2: been what like over six months
0: i think she spoke to him when they first met she spoke to him once when he was like creepily watching over her while she was unconscious and then she's spoken to him now
1: (laughs) didn't she speak to oh i guess that was when they first met wasn't
0: it yeah Hmm. i mean there could be times off off page that we don't know about but that's all we've seen on page And she also spends most of her time in Felice, and Spook spends most of his time in Luthadel. So I don't think she interacts with him very often.
1: I wonder why.
0: (laughs) Anyways, so why does
1: everybody everybody mean to Spook He's such a good
0: person. So it's also mentioned that Ben just has power too. (laughs) Yeah, Sage also says like you're close in age, and she's like, no, he's so much younger than me. He's like, you're sixteen. She's like, I turned seventeen last week. Yeah, apparently Spook is fifteen.
1: Whoa, whoa, seventeen. Oh no.
3: I know.
0: Um, I like geez, how most wait, to be well, fair, wait. 17 and 15 Feels like a big age gap at that age Okay, but no. yeah, Ellen Yeah, Ellen's like 21, old. I think Or something like that
1: Yeah, Ellen's young as fuck, man Super young, Ellen
0: but Yeah, no, Honestly, though, when I was 17 I would never think of dating a 15-year-old boy Although I also would never think of dating a 21-year-old I was
1: gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say You <laughs> would also not think of dating in general, so
0: No, I dated yeah, when I was 17 you.
1: I don't know what you're <gasps> talking about You asexual ass
0: it's asexual. I mean, I didn't mean... date. I'm not a- yeah. romantic.
1: <laughs> you don't think about dating. That's the farthest thing from your mind.
0: Honestly, Sorry, I, it you. was the farthest thing from my mind. Uh, I was the one who got asked out. I wasn't the one asking people
1: out. No, because you cute as fuck.
0: I was cuter in high school. Um, You're
1: still so cute as fuck. Look at the guy you are with. You think you could have landed that fucking hot shot? I don't <laughs>
3: that's
0: think true. That. He's pretty He's pretty fucking adorable. Um, adorable?
1: I mean, it's hot.
0: I don't like using words like hot. Hot feels Which
1: weird. Mucho caliente.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so she then says that she doesn't have time for his attentions and then cringes as she remembers Says is a eunuch. So she's like, I don't have attention, like, time for romance right now. And then, like, oh, Says I love can... that
3: part.
0: <sighs> yeah, and he's like
3: yeah, it,
0: was... it was very, like, oh no. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's probably for the best. It's hard to really have a family when you work in the underground anyway. So he's like, I, I didn't really... I don't miss it as well because, like, I've never been able to feel that sort of stuff Or do anything like that
1: Wait Are we talking about you or No
0: <laughs> Fucking Sazed I <laughs> felt well, uh, like
1: you uh, I sound like you were projecting in there
0: uh, Sazed then mentions that both Ham and Yedin have families That they have have to stay away from For long periods of time to keep them safe So yeah Ham, Ham has a wife and kids Apparently so does Yedin uh, Were you guys expecting that
2: no, I completely thought that they were going to devote their life to their roles, you know?
0: Well, considering how, like, little they can, like, do, like, the fact that their, like, families aren't, like, involved, kind of, like, Because Kelsier had a wife, but she was involved, whereas Ham, like, just stays away from his wife and family, like, three quarters of the year.
2: I
1: think stays is queer.
0: <laughs> I mean, he could be.
1: I mean, he has nothing there, so...
0: Again, he could be asexual, but not hate-romantic. You can still feel love.
1: No, but like, he, uh, I don't you think know, feels anything unless it's for religion. Yeah,
0: Sage so he's, so he's just romantically attracted to religions.
1: Exactly. <gasps> oh no!
2: <laughs>
1: what if he he's would... sexually attracted to, to religions? Yeah, maybe. I don't know how he would. Oh, he would get that kink off. But yeah, what yeah. if he's just like reciting that shit and he's like, Never mind.
2: Anyway. No, he's,
0: he's romantically attracted, not, not sexually. Um,
1: uh huh. Sure.
0: Anyways. So he then says Breeze is too self motivated for her family. So Breeze apparently isn't with anyone. Breeze is single. Uh, and he thinks Dachshund I wonder has. wonder why. And then he says he thinks Dachshund has something painful in his past regarding romance. Uh, and as far as he knows, he doesn't, Dachshund isn't dating or hasn't dated. Uh, Vin also learns that Dox was a plantation ska. And when Sazed asks if she even talks to her friends, she was shocked to realize she has friends. She's like, oh shit, right there. I have friends. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: I don't remember what Breeze looks like. And I feel like I've gone through this so many times. You've
0: gone through this like a million times. You want me to send you Oh, it's right picture? there. I see it. Hmm. I
2: can see why I keep forgetting.
0: What do you mean? Breeze is great.
2: He looks garbage. Anyway, what? It's a joke. I can't believe um, you. I don't know. He don't look special.
0: Wow. He's very well dressed. Very well put together. That's his whole thing. Is that he's all about, like, looking good. Hmm. He's the most, like, noble of the group he's like let me let me bring me my wine let me have my cane kiss and my, my fancy head. clothing
3: hmm? kiss my head have yeah shoot, basically you
0: know? so vin then goes to find dachshund who apologizes for not sending for her to join him in Renault. he said he wasn't even sure that she had been home and he's like i should have asked. vin notes that Doxin seems like a kind man and that his organizational skills are what keeps the crew together even if he has no allomancy. she's like basically if dachshund wasn't here everything would fall apart we'd be fucked <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: uh, Dachshund is the goat.
0: Yeah, I like Doxen. Dachshund. Doxen's a good guy.
2: I hate
1: Doxen.
0: Wow! <gasps> How dare
1: you?
2: He's the betrayer. Well,
0: you think... Oh, you think? All right, I forgot you thought Doxen was the betrayer.
1: I don't think Dox is the betrayer. I think Marsh is the betrayer. Ooh. I
2: think Doxen and Marsh wanted to be together, and they okay. both betrayed them.
0: Uh, so
3: Cause they. Kelsey, cause Kelsey
2: is home because I mean, of them. I think
1: they're all in. <laughs> I think all of them are going to betray Kelsier specifically, but maybe not the plan totally.
0: Uh, so, uh, Vin then asks him about living on a plantation. Dachshund mentions that they likely got fed more regularly, but probably worked harder than most Ska in the city. He also states that among plantation lords, his was probably one of the more lenient ones. Uh, he says that there was an event that caused him to leave, and when Vin asks, he explains that the lord took the girl he loved and had sex with her before killing her, as is required. The plantation Ska had been encouraging Dachshund and uh, the girl, which her name was K- carrion. Uh, and Carrion's relationship, but her death broke them, and Doxin left soon after that. Uh, Vin is horrified and questions how Doxin could say he was one of the better plantation lords. Dachshund explains that he rarely beat people to death and only purged the elderly when the population got out of control. Apparently, he had also been in Luthidel recently, and Vin had likely seen him. Vin is horrified that they'd let someone like that attend, and Doxin is disturbed by Vin's views of the nobles. He says all nobles are like that, and that they don't see Scott's people. Vin tries to say that not all nobles use the whorehouses here, but Dachsen insists they do, and she's being duped by the nobles. He asks why she thinks he doesn't complain when Kelsier goes around killing nobles. He then says she should ask some of the men she dances with if they've slept with scar women, and that they, uh, and that likely they have all have at least once. All Vin can think is that Ellen couldn't have done that. So, what do you think about uh, uh explanations there? That like, and like Vin's kind of being very lenient on the nobles.
2: I hope <laughs> that um Daxon that was Daxon talking, right? Yes. Was, like, over-exaggerating, but I also think Ben needs to, like, chill out on trusting the nobles so much.
0: Yeah, she's kind of gotten kind of complacent with everything. What do you think, Mythic?
1: What do I think about what?
0: Uh, Doxson's thoughts on the nobles versus kind of how Vin sees them. Mm,
1: I mean, I think Vin's, I think Vin sees them in the right, incorrect, in the correct lighting, because everybody can be bad. So mm.
3: um,
1: I think, I think Doxen sees them more due to his own trauma. Can't look past his own trauma, just like Kelsey, but not as severe.
0: I think this is also the conversation you were talking about earlier. I don't think I really noted it as too important, but I believe this is also the conversation where he says that um, Kelsier hated nobles more afterwards. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, afterwards, yeah. Um, I I do. I did like later with, like, because Doxin here is, like, portraying all nobles as evil, and, you know, they'll do all of this stuff, and then, like, I had this feeling, I remember reading, when I was reading that, or not reading, but listening to that part, uh, that she was going to go in there and be like, I'm going to confront uh, Aaron, right? Ellen. Ellen, that's it. Ellen, I'm going to go confront Ellen or whatever about it. I knew that was coming, like, I just knew it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you know Vin can't not confront him at yeah, some point.
1: Yeah, like, go in there and be like, I don't know how blatantly she was going to do it, but, like, definitely thought she was going to go in there and just be like, tell me if you actually do this, you know, kind of idea.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to I that. I had a feeling that,
1: yeah, and I had a feeling like it was gonna be some stupid-ass thing of, like, I've never done it, maybe once, but only because of societal pressures or some stupid shit, you know, we'll,
0: I and mean, it was we'll, worse we'll, what
1: he says. Yeah, yeah but,
0: we'll we'll get to what exactly happened with them. Yeah,
1: but, like, I, I, I felt like that's, I felt like her thought was a lot better, in my opinion. I don't when we get to it here a little bit but i don't also don't uh don't back what ellen says about how many of the nobles do it because i feel like it would be higher than what he says but
0: i i think we should yeah get into that this next chapter mm-hmm. let's talk about that more then uh so let's get into chapter 23 with the epigraph which is i sleep but a few hours each night we must press forward traveling as much as we can each day but when i finally lay down i find sleep elusive the same thoughts that trouble me during the day are only compounded by the stillness of night. And above it all, I hear the thumping sounds from above, the pulsings from the mountains, drawing me closer with each beat. Uh, so what did you think about this? These, these I think we've had a, one other epigraph talk about these like pulsings drawing him towards the mountains.
2: Right, right. <laughs> I blanked for a second. <laughs> but... um. I think it's the ash mountains or whatever they're called.
0: Well, there isn't mention of ash mountains in these journals. He's saying that the 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 I think like snow covered mountains is where he's going.
2: Yeah, but like, what if they're not like ash mountains yet?
0: I mean, that's very possible. Yeah, he says he can feel feel the thumping and pulsings from the mountains drawing him closer. Mythic, you got any thoughts on
1: the epigraph? No, not really. Okay, I'm still I'm still in that whole. Waiting for somebody to get backstabbed.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, so we start this chapter with Finn at a ball. She is sitting with Lady Cliss's group and is attending with Lord Milan Davinplu. Cliss is apparently an excellent source of gossip. Davin, what? Davinplu. Oh, we said poo. No, plu. <laughs> uh, so Cliss is apparently an excellent source of gossip and is speaking on the issues between houses Techiel and Geffenry that Kelsier had caused. Finn mentions that she had danced with one of the men previously, and Milan's only response is, was he a good dancer? And Finn just says, nope. no, not, not very. She's like, I can't believe that's his only statement about that. Uh, so she notes that her conversation with Dachshund dominates her thoughts, and she wonders how she could have been taken in by their splendor so easily. She wonders how many men Milan and Tidon had killed by sleeping with them. She notes that House Venture had been bunkering down for the house war, and thus Ellen had been attending less balls. She hadn't interacted with him in a while and was worried how she'd react if she did. When uh, she
1: attended to balls.
0: Wow. Well. Uh, so the men at the table, Milan, Titan, Okay, That wasn't
1: meant to be nasty. I just I thought she wasn't going to the balls anymore.
0: No, she has been. S- since her side mostly healed, she's been going frequently. Uh, so uh, the men at the table, Milan, Titan, and. Uh, Ren mentioned playing a game. Green, Ren mentioned playing a game called Shell Dry, which apparently Millen had not shown up for before. Millen insists he will this time and calls over an obligator. Finn is on edge as the oh. obligator approaches, but Millen just makes his promise to play Shell Dry tomorrow, handing over some coins to the obligator, and then the obligator leaves. Finn notes that the obligators must know everything that ever happens in court and how well thought out it was that the Lord Ruler did to implement this. Nothing happens if an obligator didn't sign off on it. What did you think about that? The fact that, like, marriages, all these little promises, like, everything has to be, like, business deals, everything is, like, signed by an obligator.
2: That's probably the cultural thing that Kelsey was, I think it was Kelsey was
0: talking about. It's, It's. I think kind of what you're talking about, but it's also just, like, as, as Vin kind of notes here, like, a way for the Lord Ruler to kind of, like, keep tabs on everyone. Yeah. What were your thoughts, Mythic?
1: Very controlling behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vin then gets up to leave, but Cliss stops her by speaking of how many thieving crews have been killed lately. Vin worries for a moment about clubs, uh, because he's his shop is nearby, and Cliss mentions that uh, one of the thieving crews nearby had been taken out. Uh, it is also implied that Tyden had gotten scammed by some Ska, which Vin notes for later to tell Kelsier, uh, and then she then turns to leave and sees Shan, L'Oreal uh there who implies that milan having to escort vin was a downgrade before asking to speak to vin alone which of course she does she's like oh i'm sorry your other dance partner got sick it's too bad you to take this girl (laughs) um so once alone shan criticizes vin for not keeping close to ellen lately she insults vin a bit using alimancy as well and then tells vin that she wants to know what books ellen is reading and not just to trust the covers Shan then leaves, and Vin finds herself angry, but knows that she needs to be part of the plans of the nobility to get information. So what are your thoughts on the fact that Shan, like, is trying to get, like, information on these books?
1: Sounds like she thinks that her uh, ex-husband is... Ex-fiancé.
0: ex-fiancé I guess? Yeah. yeah.
1: whatever. I mean, hey, coming from the person who can't even remember their own fiancé?
0: I can remember! I was not used to the word fiancé yet.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, I think she thinks he's uh, up to something and is attempting to figure it out probably for somebody, like maybe her or his dad or something.
0: Mm, so you think she's gonna be doing it for like uh, a venture?
1: Yeah, whatever that dickhead's name is.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Darkness?
2: I think she's being painted as evil when she's really not.
0: Mm, you think she's actually like going to do something good somehow
1: you mean like uh what was the girl from the last book oh Bl- right, Blight- katara? right no not katara. what no from what was Avatar? her name <laughs> so hmm? i was like we, we have we met a katara I, I don't
0: remember if her name was katara it, karata? it was in the- karata no. that's what it was
1: that's not who i was thinking of.
0: okay that, that, that's the I name thinking, i was thinking of. <laughs> i was
1: thinking farther back apparently actually didn't no, think about it because i was thinking of blush weaver
0: Oh, you were thinking? Yeah, because the last book was Lantra, so I was thinking K- oh, yeah. K- uh, Katara. Katara? Katara.
3: Katara. Karata!
0: Karata! Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm fucking up the name so bad. It's fine. Uh, Since when is Darkness the one who remembers names and I don't?
2: you right? I, after... I was gonna name Kelsey Calcium.
0: Oh
3: my god, Calcium! Calcium intake.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so, we then get a description of Keep Hasting, which is a tall, round, central keep with six towers around it, connected by walk, uh, uh, wall-top walkways. All seven towers had winding stained glass around them. The ballroom was at the top of the central tower. Uh, so, Vin then asks a servant, or actually, before going, uh, do you guys have any thoughts about how this looks compared to our other two keeps that we've had description of? Do you have a favorite so far?
2: I stopped caring. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> I still like the really
0: the second one the best, the one with like the, the ceiling stained glass that created fancy patterns over everyone. I yeah. like the
2: first one.
0: You like the first what was one the
1: first the one, Darkness? Darkness, what was the, the first one?
2: It was the one with the, wasn't it the one with the like stained glass that had the stories on it on the side?
0: Yeah. I mean, they technically yeah. all have the stories on them, but it was one that was like seven feet tall or something, so they had like huge- And it had huge... to like...
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That was uh, Ellen's, Ellen's place.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. trauma there.
0: Like it. <laughs> there's definitely trauma there. Uh, and the second one, I believe, was Shanelario's place. And then this one is keep hasting. And hasting is one of Ellen's philosopher friends. Hazing? Hasting.
1: <laughs> Hazing.
0: Uh, so Vin then asks a servant to fetch Sazed for her before she notices Ellen chatting with a group of young noblemen. She finds herself standing and walking over to Ellen. One of the men with him notices her and taps Ellen on the shoulder before the men leave him alone to talk to her. Uh so oh gosh, I've accidentally just scrolled. Oh god. Where'd my notes go? Okay, here we go. So uh Vin asks uh why he's been avoiding her, and Ellen lies and says he hadn't seen her here. He tries to say uh he wasn't avoiding her, and Vin ends up sniffling and tearing up. Which I was just like shocked. I'm like, Why are you crying out of nowhere? What the fuck? <laughs> didn't seem like her to me
2: no stop because right there right then i was like what the fuck is this bitch doing why is she doing this right now and i was like there's no way she's reacting like this she has to be getting manipulated right like in my head i was like did she like forget to bring like the fucking resistant one
0: or whatever uh coffer
2: yeah because why is she so strongly like
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know i I was shocked by this joke like this doesn't seem like her but okay (laughs) um so ellen takes her out to the balcony to get her some fresh air and he continues trying to explain that he didn't think she needed him around as she's been fitting in but then interrupts in asking if he'd slept with ska women <laughs> she, he's just like in the middle of trying to like be like i'm so sorry and she's like did you sleep with ska women <laughs>
3: like
1: like the uh, future ex-girlfriend she is you know? <laughs>
0: Uh, Ellen hesitates and then accuses him of being a monster as she wipes away her tears with her handkerchief which is spooks <laughs> handkerchief that he gave her um which I'm surprised she kept on her honestly uh Ellen then explains <laughs> the explains uh the situation and that his father had decided that when Ellen was 13 he needed to become a man and uh had he's sent him right. to yeah he had sent him to sleep with a skull woman uh Ellen hadn't known years old. Yeah, I was like, God damn. Uh, and Ellen hadn't known at the time that she would be killed. He also insists that he hasn't slept with any other skull women since. Uh, so what did you think of the fact that, either. like, at the age of 13, Ellen's dad is like, "Here's here's a fucking skull woman. Fuck her," and nothing else. He's just like, "Do it. You need to be a man."
2: I just grinned at the hesitation that you had in your voice. <laughs> Shut up. That shit was hilarious to me. You're like, if I whisper, it's gonna make it
1: better. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, you know, sex is a total bad thing, apparently.
0: Shut up! I'm an awkward mm-hmm. person.
1: Uh, you're not the right person for what?
0: I'm an awkward person.
1: You're awkward.
0: Since when? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but and yeah, you, what you you did you think about the 13, whole? At
1: 13, too, right? During Huh? That. I said, I feel like you'd be awkward at 13 as well.
0: I've, I've always been awkward.
1: No, I meant, okay. Oh, I, oh, like, I see. I feel like doing the deed, you pretty awkward. And, yeah.
0: yeah. What what did, what did you think about that whole situation, to... Mythic, that his dad put him through?
1: I, th- I hope his dad found a really good whore that knew what she was doing, because that would be a very bad sight to see two virgins in one room forced to do something.
0: Yeah, ma- imagine being forced into a room with like some random ska whore by your father. Like He knows what's happening. He's like, go... F- Go be with this well, I mean, scu- this whore. First off, parents all
1: oh, parents know, okay.
0: No, but like it's specifically like your first time and you're just your dad's like go in there and do it. And then afterwards you see her get murdered, or you at least hear that she's been murdered, and you're like like I feel like that'd be so traumatizing. Nah. Okay.
1: Not at all. He's totally fine. No trauma in his life whatsoever. <laughs> his dad's the best, you know. Dad's totally not a douchebag. I like his dad. He's cool.
0: Uh huh.
1: I bet you do. I bet you do, Darkness.
0: Uh, so Vin.
1: He reminds you of your your dad too. Oh God. I have no dad. Exactly. Well,
0: uh, so Vin. Vin then asks how many noblemen sleep with skull women, and Ellen estimates about a third, but he isn't sure as he doesn't associate with men like that. Uh, Ellen then asks about the handkerchief, and Vin says a suitor gave it to her, but not the one who told her all all noblemen and Luthadel slept with Ska women. She also mentions that she was told noble women didn't uh, didn't even consider sleeping with Ska cheating, and Ellen says that isn't true. He's like, I, I I dare you to like find one that wouldn't be upset by her husband cheating, no matter whether it's Scar or noble.
1: Yeah, I agree with him on that part. I yeah. mean, after all, after all, nicing the knot on the playing without.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Um. So Vin then brings up Ellen's father, and Ellen states that his father will sleep with any woman, Ska, or noble. Uh. He then says someone needs to stop them, and Vin thinks that he's like Kelsier and Dachshund, a man who cares. Do you think that's true? Do you think Ellen cares?
1: <sighs> riding, think... riding the rile on the rids of the, to the oh my right. Gosh.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Darkness?
2: Nothingness. I'm empty-headed no but like um i don't know it makes me nervous because like i want to believe that he cares but also like he's a noble
3: mm-hmm. so mm. i
1: mean was the was of brightness nip the having of wishing of this
2: we're gonna just
0: keep going uh <laughs> Wait, did,
2: did we get past the part where she like spills everything
0: no we're about to get no. there in okay. there. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Vin then asks again why Ellen was avoiding her, and he explains that he doesn't really like who she's been spending time with. Vin states that unlike him, she doesn't get to pick and choose who she spends time with since she's a lower noblewoman. Vin thinks about how she's starting to think she can change things as well. Then Vin brings up the Ska. She says that she had, a hidden, she had hidden a runaway Ska who had left because a woman he loved had been killed by the lord of the plantation he was from. She also says they are just as intelligent as anyone else and angry about how they are treated. She even brings up the underground movement and thieving crews. Binning keeps herself from speaking even more. So, yeah, what were your thoughts on, like, she's just going on about shit here? I I felt like it was a lot.
2: (laughs) When she started the first fucking sentence, I was like, bitch, please shut the fuck up. You're giving everything away. (laughs) Chelsea's gonna hate you. You know?
0: Yeah. (sighs) Uh...
2: I don't understand what's happening. Like, is she getting mind controlled? Like
3: <laughs>
0: she's just like blurting my- shit out.
2: I got so angry. I got so upset. And like <laughs> I'm sorry, if I'm Kelsier, I'm decapitating that bitch.
0: <laughs> what did you think, Mythic?
1: Think of Kelsier?
0: No, think of Vince spilling all this random shit to Ellen. Oh
1: well, I mean, it's what you do when you love somebody,
0: mm.
1: you don't just you out, What you babble? <laughs>
0: That's <sighs> she seems very emotionally charged. She's been crying, she's been thinking apparently for a while about like what Docson said about like uh, all all these. Ellen's evil, he's probably sleeping with a whole bunch of fucking skull women. Like, I mean, getting them. you killed. like somebody
1: so much, and somebody comes around and says, Oh no, they did all these horrible things, you don't want to believe not... it. Of course, in your head, you're gonna go down a spiral, and yeah, you know, you're gonna make assumptions. And you want those assumptions to not be correct, but you kind of also think they're correct, so you kinda have to it comes to a head at some point. You know? She's gone to like a couple of balls with (laughs) him. I bet she has but she but he's ignored her for most a lot of them lately though. Yeah,
0: apparently because he didn't like
2: her new friends. So how the fuck is she just gonna be like, you know what, you ignored me, I fell harder, let me go spell my secrets.
1: First of all, darkness, that's how life works apparently. No
0: She's also a teenage girl. She's a teenage girl, Darkness. I knew goes. I knew teenage oh. girls like that in high school.
1: Focus on your drama. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the more the more the guy avoids her, the more she likes him.
0: It, yeah, that that was very much a thing that I knew and girls the in high that, school would do. The ones
1: that actually you know like you and come up to you are seen as creeps. No, no. Bullshit. Look at Spooks. I, mean, I, think, I think you're projecting. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I feel for Spooks. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna get an S to the end of so his name? Much. It's just
0: Spook, not Spooks. Spooks.
1: I feel for Spooks. <laughs> okay. I like Spooks better.
0: Okay. Um, I hope spooks
1: what is okay? What's the dialect that Spook says again?
0: Eastern oh, street name? slang.
1: Eastern. I was street. say Western. Okay. <laughs> <Eastern Street laughs> slang. Got it.
0: So okay. Ellen then has to go and meet with some people and tells her to keep his handkerchief because he would given that to her as well because apparently she'd. Put so much makeup on the one that Spook had given her, and he says, Keep it, uh, as he wants to give her suitor some competition, even though he's a little late after being foolish. Ben then sees Ellen meet up with Leckle and Haste, uh, Lekl and Hasting Man before she meets up with Sazed. So, what were your thoughts on the fact that uh, now Ellen has also given her a handkerchief?
2: I thought that part I really liked.
0: You liked so... that Ellen gave her a handkerchief?
2: Yeah, because fuck the other guy. Um. <laughs> also, I'm expecting, like, I know she probably doesn't die, but I really want her to die with him, so.
0: Who, Van and Ellen.
2: Hey, hey,
1: hey, yeah.
0: uh, hey guys. Oh, you-
1: oh, hi. Yeah,
0: it's Kelsier Fortnite. <laughs> you didn't know about that? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever brought that up to you, but yeah, uh, Brennan par- partnered with Fortnite. They have, uh, Kels- Kelsier in no Fortnite. Yeah, that's actually Kelsier. It is Miss Cloak.
2: Everyone, I'm not reading this anymore. Everyone
0: jokingly calls him Kelsey or Fortnite. What?
2: Hmm? I'm not reading this anymore. I've given up.
0: You know about what? i it?
2: I've, I've lost respect.
0: You've lost respect? I think it's because he has young boys who probably pay it or play it or something. No? Is it not, Jesus? Yeah, come over here and say You can tell him. I'll probably end up cutting part of this part out anyways.
2: Okay, so this is what happens. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is best friends with the current head of Epic Games. Ooh, cool. Because Brandon Sanderson wrote Epic Games' first lore. So the first game that Epic Games did was uh, Infinity Sword all the way back in early iPhone days. Uh, so yeah, so Brandon Sanderson was hired to do the entire lore for that series. That's like games, I think. Um, so then, mm-hmm. out of that, he became best friends with the guy who ended up being the current head of Epic games. So then he was like, Hey, can you add me to Fortnite once Fortnite
1: is like at its peak? And that's what Kelsey
0: And now we have Kelsier Fortnite.
1: Yeah. Does it actually say Kelsey though in the Fortnite?
0: I don't know what they call him in Fortnite. I don't know if they call oh, him okay. Kelsier. They do call him Kelsier. Oh, apparently they do call him Kelsier the survivor of Hassan. <laughs> what? In, that's, in cool. Fortnite. that's cool. <laughs> um but yeah i was just
1: i just looked up mistborn gifts and these all come up and- <laughs> <laughs> i wanted spooks but you know, <sighs> it didn't come up so here's a great representation though of the metal thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: tell me I'll that's see- not perfect like
0: that's pretty i want to see it yeah. go up um anyway so uh yeah, so she meets up with Sazed, and she tells Sazed who Ellen left with, but Sazed is distracted by her ruined makeup and the extra handkerchief. He's like, How the fuck did you end up with another handkerchief?
1: Because Ellen loves me. Duh.
0: <laughs> so Vin then asks for permission to use Alamancy to follow them, and Sage reluctantly agrees. Vin eagerly goes back out onto the balcony and flies off into the mist towards one of the towers, moving up until she hears Ellen inside. Uh Ellen is telling his group that they should invite Finn to speak with them and he's instantly tells his whole his like group of four other people like, Oh yeah, she's been helping she helped like this ska runaway on her plantation and like she'll be great. Yeah. Which I don't know if like he should be like going around telling people about that.
1: I mean I feel like these people are pretty trustworthy. <laughs>
0: um so yeah the the other men though don't really want vin there they're like no we don't want this random person in our group where we talk about like the things that are wrong with the lord ruler thank you (laughs) um they then move on to speak about the book they've been reading which i think one of the guys is like i didn't finish it it was too thick of a book which there's a huge meme about ellen and his thick books he's got uh some thick thick boots books i
1: bet he has some thick boots books I heard (laughs) boobs.
0: I did too. (laughs) I I accidentally said, I I accidentally said boots, not boobs. I meant boots. No, I said Uh, so then a guy named Jasties also seems excited about how they could potentially change things since they're both heirs and second heirs to their houses and they speak about providing a unified front so they could have more controls since the lord ruler basically has his obligators controlling everything even their marriages so even if the nobles are a lot more free than the scots they live way better lives they're still very much under control like you you mm-hmm. can't even marry apparently someone without an obligator approving it so they're just like yeah <laughs> we we want more power and less less Whoa. being controlled wow. Uh, and then suddenly Vin hears Kelsier call out to her from where he'd apparently also been listening to the conversation from above Mm -hmm. he goes down to where she is and tells her that he'd been keeping an eye on the meeting since Vin had told him about them he says they're just working on alliances as the next generation and they don't actually want to overthrow the the lord ruler Uh, when Vin seems upset he laughs and says he promises not to kill them and that maybe they can can even use them so at least he's finally promised not to kill Elland unlike before where he's like oh it'd be great to get him like executed (laughs) You you happy to hear he's no longer going to kill Ellen?
3: No.
1: I feel like Daddy needs to kill the love interest of his, his daughter. Gosh. He'll become the best dad, you know?
0: Um, so, Kelsey then asks about her makeup, which Finn avoids, and then says that he needs to head off. Then says she needs to go back inside to meet up with Sazed, and when Kelsey asks about the use of Allomancy, she insists she had permission. That's the end of she did. that. She did, yep, ask. She did. Yeah. Kalsir is like, you shouldn't, you're secretly using alamans. She's like, no, no, no. I had permission. <laughs> I-, I got permission. I'm good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the end of that chapter. And then we're on our final chapter, chapter 24. And for this epigraph, it says, In the end, I must trust in myself. I have seen men who have beaten from themselves the ability to recognize truth and goodness. And I do not think I am one of them. I can still see the tears in a young child's eyes and feel pain at his suffering. If I ever lose this, then I will know that I've passed beyond hope and redemption. Uh, so we know if this is definitely the Lord Ruler, which I know you guys are iffy on, uh then he, obviously he has moved past this. Uh, as he definitely no longer cares if children are crying. Do you have any thoughts on this epigraph? I mean,
1: does is that true, though? I mean, we haven't seen him anywhere near a child that's crying
0: he he lets people kill children all the time
1: yes but we haven't seen him near them
0: i guess
2: and also do we know it's his will
0: well i i think he allows it like i'm pretty sure he would stop them if uh if but okay uh,
2: but what if it's a sisterburn situation he
0: I mean, maybe that would be i think you've brought that up once before
2: no but i'm assuming it's not cuz of the way you're reacting so you know
0: well, you never know no, I get it. No, I'm. It could be.
2: Mm-mm. Stop trying to put ideas in my mind.
0: Watch <clears throat> well, should it actually be the case?
2: I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> uh,
0: so, we have Vin and Zazed arriving at Clubs' shop. Kelsey was already there, sitting with Ham, Clubs, and Spook. Vin eagerly greets Ham, and Ham. What the fuck is this that you're sending? Oh, him signing they're books. So
2: fucking, the fucking books are so
0: big. <laughs> doesn't look that big of a book.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think those are lost metal signings. It's like, uh, his his, his Stormlight <laughs> books are bigger than those. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, so they get there, and Vin eagerly greets Ham, and Ham jokes that she's a proper young lady now, which Vin insists she isn't. They joke around a bit, and Vin notes that Spook is trying not to look at her, and knows she'll have to deal with that at some point.
1: Yeah, hopefully some point before he decides to murder you.
0: <laughs> uh, Dachshund then comes downstairs and is upset to learn that Ham ripped off the sleeves of his uniform as it costs money. And as Breeze arrives, Kelsier says he needs Dachshund to get him a warehouse to conduct meetings, which Dachshund agrees to before seeing Vin's dress, uh, which he's he's very upset by the the fact that it's kind of like scuffed and torn from her using her Alamancy. He's like, Oh, yeah, we just need to cut back on her dress budget. What the fuck have you done with your dress? <laughs> um, Kelsey tells Doxin that Vin is back on Mistborn duty, and Breeze tells her not to fight three Inquisitors at once again. Uh, and awesome. so, yeah, as Breeze sits down, Ham says he saved up some questions of his specifically for Breeze, and Breeze says he's dying of anticipation. Um, he then gets Spook to fetch him a drink, and Spook starts speaking to him in Eastern Street slang. Once he comes back with it, which Breeze just says he'll to
1: not to the playing without. <laughs>
0: which Breeze just says he'll ignore, as he has no idea what Spook said. Kelsey and Spook then speak back and forth between the rest of the men, uh, or before the rest of the men, including Clubs and Breeze, joke around with random slang comments and then okay, laugh. So when Breeze quick, looks completely quick, confused. What I've gotten so far is mm-hmm.
1: what I think. Okay, could be what they, they were saying in this. Uh, spook says it's not nice to play with people like that Kelsier says don't worry Uh, what uh, what he does to you he's not worth your concern and then fucking breeze over here with the whole what are you two babbling about um uh and then something about being clever that they pushed them around uh and then something and then my favorite one that i have so far of ham is something about being insecure i think he worries that he's not clever
0: <laughs> uh or is that ever wasing the wish of having the have writing the wish uh, of wasing the not is that the one you're talking about let's see which one
1: uh the one that i was talking about at the end yeah at the end for where ham says is ever wasing the wishing of having the have uh the wish of wasing the not
0: and then dachshund just makes up something dachshund says he doesn't actually know what he's saying
1: Oh, I didn't even put Doxes in
0: there. Yeah, well, Doxus specifically up. says he says he has no idea what he says, and Spook says it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That was
2: pretty
1: uh. part to
0: me. Yeah, he's like he didn't actually, because Doxus was just going along with it, because Breeze is so exasperated. He turns to Doxus, and Doxon just like makes up shit, and he's Breeze is like, what the fuck? And then Spook's like, yeah, no, it it didn't mean anything. He's he said he he said words, but they didn't mean anything.
3: <laughs> uh.
0: I uh,
1: just, I, all I could picture in that moment was that Breeze is darkness.
0: I would no, I would be Breeze in that situation for sure.
1: Darkness too, though. When Darkness sent that message and the thing that said, "I'm gonna rip a page," I was like, oh, is that I the page you're talking point. about? Yeah.
0: I wasn't a hundred percent sure what page you were talking about.
1: Oh man, I was like, "Yep, I could see it." Yeah,
0: I wasn't sure if you were talking about like the Vin and Ellen scene where Vin's just like blabbing stuff or something.
1: No. No, he could deal with that, but then this came in and he was like, ah. Uh,
0: so Vin- <laughs> That's why I
1: want to talk in more eastern streets lane.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it gave Vin- me a headache. I
1: didn't know what the book you were saying.
0: I just kind of skip over it mainly. Oh, yeah. you, gotta
1: deci- you gotta decipher it. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, so Vin then thinks back about how when she first joined the crew, she had stood in the dark watching them drink like this, and now she was participating. She felt content. Kelsey then asks Vin about the balls, and Vin mentions that House Techiel is struggling and may have to sell off their keep. Kelsier also mentions how some of the other houses have started killing each other secretly at night. He also says the balls will likely keep going up until the end as people try to speak to allies and keep on, an eye on enemies. Uh, Kelsier then asks Ham to go talk to his military contacts tomorrow, and Vin asks to go with Ham. She wants to spend time with someone who is specialized in pewter, and Kelsier agrees, although he doesn't understand why she wants to spend time with Ham. Because Kelsier, with some of the metals, is just like, I don't understand why knowing much about this metal matters. I just iron and steel, and then just be strong
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, whereas Vin actually is like no no knowing actual stuff about each of the metals is important
1: oh yeah especially when it comes to later I'm sure mm-hmm. when you know she becomes the greatest element that's ever been <laughs> and she becomes queen <laughs> yeah because you know that's already been prophesized
0: mm-hmm Uh, So Doxon then says he doesn't like all the fuss about Kelsier and the 11th medal, and Kelsier says they can discuss it later before turning to speak to Breeze. He wants Breeze to take over from Yedin in a while so that Yedin can speak to Context back in Luthadel. Breeze is not very happy about this, but agrees that he could probably do it if need be. Uh, And Finn briefly wonders that if Reen had known a group like this, if things would have been different for him and for them. Do you think things might have been different if Reen had grown up in a more trusting group? Repeat the question? Do you do you think that Reen would have been different if he had grown up in like a crew like this?
2: Probably, cause I, I don't know. It's cause they seem. What's his name again? <laughs> I'm a struggle to say his name, even if it's that short. Reen. Y- yeah, um, that's just the that's the brother, right?
0: Yeah, that's her brother. Like she keeps yeah, hearing I'm it in just her, her head. Yeah, I her brother. Okay.
2: Um, you can't remember I... Reen and Vin? God, Vin <laughs> I can remember. Because Chastry- that hard. But, I mean- Like, come
1: on, deepness.
2: N- no, I think I think he would still be the same. I think it's more like familial trauma. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so the next day, Ham and Vin go out to see the Luthadel garrison. Vin notes that she still feels normal in street clothes, and she also notes that she still has the habits of how to walk through the streets like a normal ska, and be invisible and not look at others. As she walks, she notes that being a street urchin is just another disguise and wonders who she really is. Uh, what do you think about Finn's kind of identity crisis about who she is?
1: Does she know who she is, though? Well, I
2: mean, I feel like she's currently finding out who she is. Yeah,
1: I don't think she actually knows who she is. So.
3: All
0: right. Uh, so as they walk, Finn asks if Ham's family lives here, and Ham says they live in a town near Luthadel, but even Kelsior doesn't know where. He only gets to see them for a few months a year, but it keeps them safe in case he got caught and killed. Since because he's a misting, his children have noble blood in them, and they would be sought after and killed if he were found. The reason he uses his powers and risks being caught is because thugs are the most sought-after mistings, and it pays well. He states his family lives comfortably, and after this job, he wants to move far from the central dominance where his family can live like nobility and not worry. Uh, Vin asks why Kelsier didn't leave, and Ham says that there was always another job, and he wonders if Kelsier and Mare would have been living happily, or if they wouldn't have been content without this life. Finnegan wonders what would happen if Kelsier tried to take the throne, and if he could be as bad as the Lord Ruler. They also discuss Kelsior making himself seem almost holy, and how Ham, Breeze, and Dachshund are going to try to rein him in a bit. So what do you think about that?
1: That's gonna fail. superbly fail.
0: What do you think, Darkness? About what part? Uh, about the fact that Hanbreeze and Dachson are gonna try and rein in Kelsier's kind of like mm-hmm. all holy as thou attitude and like being like
2: uh. kind of oh, being weird. over the top. That's not gonna happen. It's <laughs> crazy, but, Like I don't know what they expect, but it's definitely not gonna happen.
0: All right. Uh. So. Uh, Ham then briefly talks about how the garrison aren't well liked and that he knows them pretty well, but wouldn't hesitate to fight them just like they wouldn't hesitate to fight friends or family, as they're paid to do. Ham had recruited the few he had thought would be receptive, but the rest had picked their life. Uh, Ham then says to Vin that some of the men let him spar with them and that she should use bronze to see when he's fighting, uh, or when he's flaring pewter when he's fighting. He states that when to use pewter and when to flare pewter are important as the smart soldier is the one that lasts the longest. He also states that pewter doesn't give you skill and you need to make sure you have the skills to fight and not just rely on pewter itself. What are your thoughts on his kind of little description of how and when to use pewter there? We obviously don't get to actually see him use it here, (laughs) but... I wish we did. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I was really hoping we get to listen to him fight.
0: Right, but uh, things happen, which we'll discuss in a second, but what what are your thoughts on like... How to be strategic with pewter I, mean, I
1: feel like you should be strategic with everything you're using you? yeah. yeah
2: especially if you're a um, miss point
0: yeah and especially because pewter again burns like one of the fastest ones and also seems to have like how fast
2: do you think tin
1: burns fast
0: it doesn't seem to because Kelsier has it on a lot and vin seems to have it on a lot i think tin's one of the slower burning metals
1: so my 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 question, because he's a tin eye, because Spooks a tin eye. Mm-hmm. What if Spooks lost, like I don't know, sight? Right? Like, what if he lost his sight, and then could you use it to, like, basically be able to hear, like, kind of like you know when somebody? You loses, still can use stuff.
0: it to hear. It enhances all your senses. You feel yeah, like. Yeah, so
1: but that's what I'm saying. But would it in like because you know like when you lose a. Uh,
0: mm, I see.
1: A thing, everything heightens already. So would it heighten again?
0: Yeah, I think so. Because I, I think it heightens. I I think the modifier would be like, say, uh, a person with all their senses has like a t- a a, a hundred like a hundred percent in everything, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then say if yeah you lose your vision, you end up with like hundred and ten or hundred and twenty five percent with your other senses compared to a normal person. And then ten say it does like a two times multiplier player. So if you had normal of the one for everything, you'd have two instead. But if it's if you have like the one yeah. 0.25, you'd have then like 2.5. I'd assume. Well, let's let's, something let's like that. hope
1: Spooks never loses any of his sight or any of the other senses.
0: Get all his skin burned off or something. Oh no. He's gonna become a quadriplegic.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how his tin would help him there, but okay.
0: <laughs> you can still speak, someone's coming. Roll wheelbarrow me away.
3: <laughs>
1: kind of like the guy <laughs> in bucket.
0: <laughs>
1: in... Uh, what's the fucking god damn it what was it popular as fuck show uh game of thrones
0: Mm.
1: maybe like game of thrones where he's just wheeled around all the time
0: so yeah so ham then approaches the garrison and asks for a man named surtees which the guard says now isn't a good time however surtees comes out and asks to speak with ham alone away from his niece which was ham's kind of little Mm -hmm. cover-up for vin there Ham agrees, and Vin uses tin to listen in on their conversation. Soody speaks about how they need men like him to join as a rebellion nearby is attacking the whole step garrison. Ham and Vin are both shocked by this. Ham tells Soody he'll come back after he's dropped off his niece. Vin is horrified at the thought that their army is exposed, and that they are fighting the garrison outright instead of doing a quick and quiet siege into Luthadel. So, what are your thoughts on this? Well,
1: Ham's about to die. Not Ham!
0: What do you think about their army? Like, this is their rebellion. The rebellion's attacking somewhere for some reason.
1: Wonder who told them to do so.
0: I wonder who made them feel so full of themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I wonder. That even get me started on this shit, bro. <laughs>
0: That's all I was thinking about when Mythic was defending the whole Kelsier thing. I'm just like, yeah, but the end of chapter 24. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I said it with that with that knowledge in mind.
0: Yep. Um, so...
1: I, mean, I, I still don't think he did anything wrong. Okay. I think they're defending what they need to defend, and it'll work out in the end.
0: Yeah, so my is here, yep. now that the chapters are over, is what do you think is going to happen with this uh, fight between the garrison and the rebellion? Do you think... Who do you think is going to win? Are they both going to lose people? The
1: Rebellion's obviously going to win, you know, because they're so strong with Allomancy on their back, right? Yeah, they just got
2: Allomancy, like, every single one of them. Exactly, as long as Kelsier's in the Rebellion, they have
1: Alamancy.
0: Do you think we're going to uh, lose any important characters? Because like, apparently Ham's going, Yedin is out there somewhere. Do you think we're going to lose... Uh, lose either of them. Do you think anyone else is gonna go out to try and figure this out along with I him?
1: Ham, I think Ham dies. Mm. Or gets severely injured. I also think Spooks is gonna get severely injured.
0: You think Spooks is gonna go out there? Yep.
1: I think well, I think the the Vin's gonna go out there and Spook's gonna follow.
0: Mm. Do you think clubs would let Spook follow?
1: I don't know, I don't think Spooks I don't think Spooks care as much. I think he loves her that much. Damn wants to go save her plus hey you know on his side here if he does actually go out and saves her maybe he'll she'll see him in a better light
0: maybe you think there's gonna be like a a big love triangle thing happening
1: no not at all i think, <laughs> I think, spooks, I think spooks is gonna be standing outside the tent listening to uh well fuck, i can't remember the other guy's name uh and then having their sexy time
0: you need a tent
1: I I literally just said tent because I thought a tent. I don't know. Um outside for outside his room. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't expect him to be like to go to his house with Vin, I guess, with his father being an asshole.
0: I'm just like where where would they have a tent at? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, tent city? Maybe he lives out in the fucking homeless place. Is that a place? Maybe his maybe his dad kicked him out? Where do wait, where does Skal live?
0: It's in what's called tenements, which are like these like really cramped, I think almost like apartment kind of buildings. Um, I
1: think he's gonna be the third wheel is all I'm saying.
0: I see. So um, with, his tin, with his
1: tin eye, he's gonna be able to listen to all of this stuff go on.
0: yeah, what do you think's gonna happen to our, our our rebellion though because of this fight? Like do you think we're gonna lose most of them? Do you think they're gonna win and we're gonna only lose a few? Do you think it's gonna be completely wiped out? I
1: mean. Was I don't remember exactly, but did they... They said it was the whole rebellion?
0: They just said that there is a rebellion attacking this garrison.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a group of rebels were attacking the Th- garrison. I
0: don't think they say a specific number. We we mm. don't know how many it is. Um... I, think,
1: I think Kelsier sent them, and I think it's with the one dude that he was trying to kill in the first place. But...
0: He, he says an army of Ska rebels appeared.
1: But so, he also before this, but Ham before this stated that with a couple coin shots and a couple uh, brutes, you could, they're pretty much an army. So. He's
0: a mini army.
1: Ooh, still an army.
0: Mm. Yeah, so we, we have no idea how, how big the group is that went. Because they have sure. what I think they said like 7,000 out there currently. Yeah. So we don't know if it's a group of like 1,000 or like if Maybe it's like half or, or like. if it's the full amount. We have no idea.
2: I I like still,
1: I... like... Go ahead, Darnus.
2: That sounded like some Pokemon shit. What?
1: <laughs> a group of ska has appeared. has uh-huh. appeared.
0: You walk into the into the wild into the tall grass. Suddenly a group of ska. <laughs> um... I
1: use I use you, Mistborn. Mm.
2: Damn, That's a legendary. You can't
0: do
2: that. <laughs> sure I can.
1: Also, that's not my legendary. My legendary is Lord Ruler. Huh? I caught him with a Master Ball.
0: <laughs> the Lord Ruler is Mewtwo, and the Mistborns oh, are like Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. <laughs>
1: I don't know.
2: There's so many things wrong with that. Uh, Arceus? I think, it's, I think just, the Lord Ruler is more team. Arceus, but sure.
0: I was just using like, uh, the basic.
2: Well, if, first if gen. Arceus is the Lord Ruler, then the Mistborn and all the other Mistings are going to be Dialga, Palkia, and uh, Jotina. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, anyway, so
0: uh what do you think <laughs> uh Boy. besides besides the the garrison stuff what do you think else is going to happen Do you what do you think is half going to happen I, with well, this I don't uh... think it's going
1: to be good for their their plans to take over whatever but hmm they're gonna have to come up with something new because they're gonna lose a i feel like a small at least a small force and then that's going to create suspicion
0: mm-hmm do you think and it's going to completely the the wreck their original plan? Like, are they going to have to completely do something else? Like, what do you think? Saga? I think they just
1: have to tweak, I think they have to tweak it, but mm. or or escalate how fast it comes, you know, like, they're going to have to do it now, kind of idea. Um,
3: mm. But
1: when they're not ready, which, I mean, we kind of made the assumption that this whole plan was going to crash and burn at some point, so.
3: Yeah.
0: Well.
1: Because plans never go go correct in any of these books.
0: So do you guys have any? So we have only about two hundred more pages left, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts for how this book's gonna end?
1: Um, uh, Kelsier's gonna die. The Lord Ruler's they- gonna take his body. <laughs> Lord Ruler's gonna come out to be known as uh, the the one good. I can't remember his name now. Uh, but I mean, all my theories right there. <laughs> okay.
0: So yeah, you so you think it's gonna end with like a fight between Kelsier and the Lord Ruler?
1: I I don't know about end, but I definitely think that's coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the Lord Ruler's gonna win.
0: What do you do, you darkness? Do you think they're gonna get to that, or do you think something else is gonna end the book, and then they're gonna do that like next book? Or remember we do have two more books. It's not like there are other two books where everything's gonna be over. This one.
2: I don't know what to expect. Honestly, I mean, like, I I feel like they're gonna reach that like moment, like that peak moment of like Lord Ruler appears. You know, Master Ball moment. <laughs> um, but things are definitely not gonna go the way they they supposed to. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I'm I'm hoping a pit situation.
0: You're hoping that they're gonna attack the pits like they planned.
2: Uh, no, I was hoping more like um, Kelsier gets sent back.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> you think he's gonna get like captured and sent back?
2: <laughs> no, I I wish though. Um, I I feel like they're just gonna like duke it out honestly.
3: Mm.
2: Like Kelsier and the the Lord Ruler. And Vince gonna be pregnant.
1: Um. Anyway, what? we don't talk about that idea yet. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. I would. Vince. Wait. You're saying Vince gonna be pregnant by the end of this? Yeah. Totally. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
2: And I mean, in my head, that'd be cool <laughs> imagine Imagine.
0: <laughs> Can be a teen mom.
2: Yeah, she's not gonna know who the, the father is, and they're gonna call it maureen Uh.
0: So yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say, or should we? Should I tell you what chapters we're doing next?
1: Yeah we're, we're, doing all, right? we're, yeah, we're reading the rest no. of the book, right? That's why we, we're talking about the end of the book.
0: No, we're reading chapters 25 through 28, another four chapters. Did uh, you have
1: that already loaded up? Wow. I was ready. You weren't even listening. You just were
0: I was listening!
1: You're we coming up with theories and you're not even listening. I'm us. listening. I'm
0: but yeah, We ready. only have three episodes left. We're going to do these four chapters on episode 8, and then because you made me do an extra chapter, we didn't have enough for the three, three more episodes, so we the last two chat episodes are going to be 80 pages instead of 60 ish pages each. Yeah. So yeah, and first
1: yeah. off, first off, I don't like that accusation that we <laughs> made you do something. Okay. Cause if I wanted to make you do something, believe me, I would have read the whole book. By now
0: Gosh. So anyway, so yeah, so we've got, uh, it's
1: only nine more hours. Okay.
0: So we've got, yeah, chapters 25, 28, and then we'll have, uh, after that, we're going to do, be doing chapters 29 to 33. And then the final one will be chapters 34 through to the epilogue. So yeah, there's only going to be three more. So we'll be done this by the start of June, June 4th.
1: Or I could be done literally in nine hours.
0: No. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, look forward to that. And thank you to everyone who is listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, So yeah, bye.
2: Bye. Goodbye.